0: everyone out there in podcast world. My name is Michelle Millen and you and I and my friend Suzanne are on a journey here. And today is our very first episode of our new podcast, which is called Orange Juice Optional. And all you champagne or maybe vodka lovers out there will get the reference. I am a champagne girl. I love my champagne. I love my life and I love my friends. And one of my friends, Miss Suzanne Heuners, is here with me. She will be the co-host on this show. And hi, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. How's it going? Oh, it's been a day, hasn't it? (laughs) It has been a day. And full
1: disclosure, this is our second attempt at our podcast because... We don't know anything about technology.
0: Yeah, the the talking part is easy. The friendship part is easy, but the technical part, not so easy. And we have none of our kids here who probably could help us and fix this like in a second. Right. So it's
1: relying on us. Right. So the hours of work we did yesterday recording our podcast, and it wasn't really work because we really had a good time just chatting.
0: We did have fun. Yeah.
1: But we got nothing out of it because we didn't know what we were doing. Right. I wonder how many people have that same experience. I bet a lot of people do. We're just the only ones that will admit it.
0: Yes. And we're always good about laughing at ourselves and admitting our faults. So with that shared, I think it's a good idea to go ahead and introduce ourselves. First, we'll tell you a little bit about who we are and then a little bit about our friendship. And then from there, we'll go forward. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, you first. (laughs) Okay, well,
1: as Michelle introduced me, I'm Suzanne Heuners. I'm from Anchorage, Alaska. I have been married to my husband, for more years than I can count, I want to say I'm in the 36-year range. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I have three adult children. My daughter's in Atlanta. I have a son in Seattle, and I have a son in who still lives in Anchorage, Alaska. My husband and I now currently live in Scottsdale, Arizona, although he still commutes back and forth.
0: Anything else you want to know, Michelle? Maybe you could tell them about like your store. Oh, that. Since it was your employee that delayed today, (laughs) ruined my day. (laughs) Um, I own a little
1: home decor neighborhood shop in North Scottsdale. And it was a lifelong dream of mine. I opened it up three years ago and COVID has been a challenge. 2020 has been a challenge for all of us, I know. And
0: today was a challenge because one of my employees didn't show up for work. Because of technology again, because you don't have a scheduling system online. That's right, scheduling system. That's right. I'm a little old. I'm a little old school, and I'm proud of that. I'm.
1: I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. I'm proud of it too. Everybody else gets that. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why I'm currently drinking champagne. But Michelle, why don't you tell us about yourself?
0: Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Michelle Millen, and I am. The mom of four, actually, to be perfectly clear, I have two biological kids and two bonus children. But as you get to know me, you'll know that I refer to them as my boys. I am married to my husband, Rob, and he also commutes between Alaska and Arizona. I became an empty nester in 2017. And since then, I've like tried to find my way, tried to fill my time. And I've done that with becoming a Zumba instructor. Which is so out of my comfort zone, but I loved it. It was a lot of fun. And you were a lot of nice people. You were really good at it. Well, thank you very much. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, after that, I started a web page or a blog. And then I wrote a children's book Goodnight, Sweet Bear. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's out there. It just came out in May. so And um, I have it in my store. Yes, I've, you do. I've sold several copies of it already. Well, what would you tell me? That you didn't sell any? <laughs> Make me feel <laughs> yeah,
1: bad. I would tell you if I did, or, or it would have just been better left unsaid. Yes. But that, I did. I have great. sold several copies.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been an adventure. And that's what I like. And this podcast is our new adventure and something we've talked about for years. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of becoming a thing. It is. And it's a fun thing. It is a fun thing when technology works. <laughs> right. Because we really just chat and talk about our days and talk about our stories. And yes. And we brainstorm. And we brainstorm a lot. Yes. And we, yeah, we vent mm-hmm. everything. So why don't we tell them how we met? Do you remember?
1: Well, I remember, but you have a different memory that I don't really remember. Well, I sort of do, but we I would say we met when we went to Paris for the first time in two thousand and eight, correct It was two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. but you have an earlier memory of us meeting
0: I do. We actually met um our the company our husbands work for had a meeting in Hawaii, and so we were relatively, well, we, like I was working for the company. I wasn't, my husband was relatively new to his position and um, I hadn't met you yet. And so there you are by the pool. And (laughs) I walk up and introduce myself and ask you what you're going to do. And you said you were going to go watch Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) At that time, Grey's Anatomy was a really good show. And I still is. I love uh, it. And
1: I remember the trip to Hawaii and I remember telling my husband, I really don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to sit by the pool and read my book and watch Grey's Anatomy. And then I saw these women across the pool whispering to each other, trying to decide if I was who they thought I was. Was I married to Jeff? And um, should we go up and say hi? I did hear the whispering and I just got buried deeper in my book, hoping no one would notice, yeah. but Michelle came and introduced herself. Right, trying to be
0: invisible, which you're very much not invisible. <laughs> so I wasn't one of the ones whispering though. Oh, no. Because I don't like when people you know, whisper about right. me. And you, Yeah, I agree. So that is how we first met. I was envious that she did get to go back to the room and watch Grey's Anatomy while I had to do a company dinner, which I am an introvert. And that was kind of hard for me because... I'm meeting all these people and I'm feeling overwhelmed. So, so wait, just for the record, was that also your trip, first trip to Hawaii? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, see, and I just assumed
1: that everyone, because they had been going to Hawaii for years before I got a chance to go to
0: Hawaii. Right. Cause we were prime in mm-hmm. our raising kids. Phase right. of life, right? But you We're know, still raising kids. We are; just <laughs> <different>. <laughs> they're just all adults. <laughs> you think we'd get over it by now? Yeah, it just changes. Yeah. I think what we
1: should say is why we think people should listen to us. Ah, what is our purpose for doing this podcast? Why don't you go first? <laughs> well, I think our purpose is that we have so many things that everyone relates to. And we turn it into humor to make ourselves feel better.
0: Exactly true. We are very self-deprecating. Um, is that the right word? Self-deprecating would we be perfect. We can ourselves. And that's always the advice I give to people getting married or something. Like be able to laugh at yourself because without laughter, what are you going to do? So yes, we're able to look at situations and maybe not in the moment, Right. Like a memory is flashing into my mind of you on a donkey in Santorini. Oh, <laughs> That's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> I know it is. And I probably it's a teaser. We'll it, just leave it, it there as a teaser. teaser.
1: Yeah. But um, we have, as you've said many times, we have over 100 years of experience between the two of us. You more of those years. I do own more of those years than you do. Just kidding. I mean, well, I do. I I, I, I'm 10 years older than you. So we'll <laughs> just put that out there right now. But between the two of us, we turn our situations into stories, which turn into laughter, which usually makes everything better.
0: It does. And um, again, right in that moment, we may not be laughing, but we can turn it around eventually. And we have, you know, our spouses that we can bounce things off of and get their perspective, which is usually different, It is. Yes, but that's all good. It's usually stupid,
1: but. (laughs)
0: Well, I wasn't going to go that far, but okay.
1: Hey, I'm just
0: calling as I see it. Okay. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, now that they've kind of got to know us a little bit and what our podcast is going to be about, again, it's going to be just Mm -hmm. taking life situations and laughing at them and hopefully being in this all together. Like,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: hopefully, Anyone who's listening to us can say, ah, I I, I get it.
0: Yes. I get it. I I've been there. I've done that. Definitely. So so I thought it might be fun for the listeners to learn maybe a few things about Suzanne and about myself that's only a good friend would know. Right. Or someone who and, pays attention. Right. And it's not the boring stuff like you're true.
1: Michelle is an incredibly organized person. She's incredibly creative. That's not the kind of things we're talking about. We're oh, talking about interesting
0: gritter. Like the you need to know Suzanne, and this will mm-hmm. help you if you were to ever run into her. So do we want to do like all five of yours and then all five of mine? Or do we want to go, go back, back and, and forth? Okay, Let's back and back. forth. Okay. Um, Suzanne. Uh let me just help you out. I'll remember I'm
1: sure the first one is gonna be my hugging phobia. Yeah,
0: number one thing about Suzanne is the woman does not like to be hugged. So if you see her at the airport, if you see her at, well, anywhere, just don't hug her because if you do, <laughs> she'll be nice about it. She'll accept it. But um, yeah, it's awkward. But I hate it. Yeah, You hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. So COVID has really helped you out Oh, it's, as far yeah. as hugging.
1: Yeah. If there was anything positive that came out of COVID, it would be social distancing.
0: Yes. Do you elbow bump? I'll elbow bump. I'll fist bump. Do you air hug? No. no. Why would I do
1: that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, but let's let's good, just give a little background. I don't like hugging because I think it's it has become too commonplace. Hugs are meant for for spontaneous reaction to seeing someone, and but now hugging has become everyone you see. Instead of shaking their hands, you hug them. It's like, why? Would you rather have like the kiss on the cheek, each of the cheeks? No, not really. Yeah. I I don't see you doing that either. No, I'm just not a very demonstrative person, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Yes. Your turn. Okay. So full disclosure again, when we did this the first time, one of my five things was I mentioned Michelle's husband, Rob, as something you should know about Michelle, because he's a piece of work. (laughs) himself. But I
0: have since changed that. You're going to disappoint him. He's like going to call his attorney. <laughs> I've i been just kicked out of the first episode. And he has because your Zumba
1: instruction reminded me that that is something that you have, the talent you have that I wish I had. I wish I could move like you move. I mean, she has Michelle has such rhythm and is so good at what she does. She's fun to watch, and the first time I saw you dance was on a dance floor at one of the company Christmas parties. And I'm like, "Holy cow! When did you learn that?" And you said, "I didn't learn it. I just do it." And I'm ah. like, "Oh, I wish I were. The, I wish I could do that."
0: Well, thank you so much. It makes so me- Rob's off the list. Zumba's on the list. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Like, that's a huge compliment. Maybe I shouldn't have given up my <laughs> instructing license, but <laughs> I did. But I can still dance. Now when I dance, I dance from joy. Right. Yes. And you're still really good at it. Well, you haven't seen me in the last couple <laughs> months, but you will at Jimmy's wedding. I will <laughs> dance at Jimmy's wedding because, and Eva's. But can't forget that. I'm finally getting my girl. Yes, like, you are. I'm a foreign. Yes, you are. Okay. The next thing you need to know. About Suzanne Heuners is that she has a tendency when traveling to reappropriate glasses.: That's a very polite way of saying that. Pumpkins um, souvenirs salt souvenirs, salt and pepper shakers that that mm-hmm. acrylic tennis shoe. Oh,
1: yes, that was she, a, that was a good one.: Yeah,
0: in other words, she's a little bit of a klepto when we are traveling. She likes to take things with her. Yes, I do. And again, I own that.
1: I, I'm i proud of it. Although I'm not so proud of it. I gave up my klepto tendencies when we were in Germany a month before my son's wedding. And I had stolen something out of a restaurant. and Multiple we, restaurants. Multiple restaurants. And I had my little collection on the dresser in the hotel room. And we went out to dinner and I came back and housekeeping had stolen all of my stolen goods. And it was really upsetting to me because it's like, then I thought, okay, now they're on to me. They know that I steal things. And I was sure that housekeeping was going to turn me in. And long story short, I would end up in jail in Germany and miss my son's wedding. And I actually had a nightmare about it that night. And that cured me. And they've been married now for six years. I did make the wedding. I was not thrown in jail, but it cured me of my klepto tendencies.
0: Yes, it did. But like, that's still a really good story. And, you know, like I would have like given you highlights from the wedding while you were in jail. I would have got pictures and done all that. Uh,
1: Yeah. Just be let's just be clear. She's saying she would have still gone to the wedding and left yes. me in Germany in jail. Of course, I never miss a party. <laughs> right, right. And I put on a good party.
0: It you was a, do put on a good party. That
1: should be one of your five things. Instead of me being a kleptomaniac, you should have put on there that I can host a really good party because I can.
0: Yes, you can. I I, I would concur with that. And mm-hmm. honestly, I would not have left you in Germany, just so you know.
1: <laughs> My husband would have, but you, I would. Think oh yeah, he would, would have. Yeah, he would have gotten on a yeah, plane and gone he would back. have been
0: like, I told you so. Yeah. And
1: it is ancient history now because I no longer steal things. I want to be clear on that. I don't want anyone not to trust me when they see me coming.
0: (laughs) Right. No, you're a very honorable person. It's just kind of a fun thing. You and actually my would do. Right. He's my accomplice. He is your accomplice or your, I don't know. No, he's my accomplice. He's, he's willing to take anything I ask him to take, which is why I love him. Yes, you do. (laughs) He's going to be so mad. (laughs) that he's no longer one of Mm -hmm. them about me. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I think it's my turn. Yes, it is. So one of the things you should know about Michelle is she is terrified of birds. And yesterday when we were doing our podcast, we're currently in a hotel. We're in her room beautiful day in Scottsdale. So we had the door open and a bird flew in and we literally had to shut off our recording and start over because of the bird.
0: Yeah, I hate birds. I mean, I love them. I think they're so beautiful and I like to watch them. But they're unpredictable in nature, mm-hmm. and I don't like unpredictability. Like, and I don't want to get pooped on. Like, to be honest, like they fly over, like Germany. Whatever. I know,
1: and so, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. I got pooped on in Germany.
0: Yeah, it terrifies me. And yeah. they're like, you don't know where their little feet have been or what they've walked through. Mm-hmm. So, yes, from a distance, I think they're lovely, except for seagulls and like yeah pigeons. I don't mm-hmm. really like them. But there have been
1: screaming episodes when we've been sitting in a. Huge courtyard and a bird has approached us.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I'll I'll scream. Yeah. If it kick And kick. No, I don't kick. Because you don't want to touch them. Yeah. I don't want to touch it. Are you (laughs) kidding me? They're dirty. So, yes, I am terrified of birds. That is 100% true.
1: Good. Okay. So, moving on from that, I think we've said all we can about birds.
0: Okay. Here's one thing you should know about Suzanne don't ever leave her behind. Suzanne has, that's a good one. Terrible case of FOMO. And we learned that the hard way we were in mm-hmm. Germany. No, not Germany. We were in Spain and Suzanne oh, right. had decided to go take a nap. And I had decided to go take a nap too. But like five minutes after I went to lay down, my husband came in and he woke me up and said, Hey, let's go down to the local or the street bar. And I'm like, why didn't you let me sleep? And he's like, no, you need to get up. We're in Spain. So he woke me up and all five of us went, except for Suzanne, who her husband left sleeping. And that wasn't good. Like, you look like a bull. Like, good thing we we're in Spain with the bulls and all, because you look
1: steaming. Well, you and you know, walking up. you know, I just to defend myself in that I didn't see myself that way. I was just calling it as I saw it. It's like I was pissed. I didn't want to be left out. And I thought better to just tell you now than stew about it for the next week and a half week because we were staying in a Airbnb. Yes. And it could have gotten really ugly if I had been stewing about it for more than a minute and a half.
0: And that is true. And you are very straightforward and direct. And now we all know that about you. So exactly. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yes. It's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. So one of the things, Michelle, I love about you, and it's why I knew we were going to be good friends when we met. And that is you are a pickier eater than I am. I thought I am the pickiest eater on the planet. And really, I think you're maybe as picky as I am or more picky than I am.
0: Oh, I'm more picky. Yes. Yeah. I am very particular about my food. And yeah, there are just some big no-nos. Like I don't really like my food touching like the other foods <laughs> on the plate. And I cannot stand it. Like when my chicken comes with a bone. Yes, yes. Rob, because he's listening. I do know that chickens have bones, but I just don't like it on the plate in front of me. Right. And so I am a very picky Mm -hmm. eater. And I found often when I travel, which you know, right, which everyone now will know, I always find a pizza place to go to, or I always order pizza on the menu because that is safe. But the good
1: thing about that for me, because I'm also a picky eater, is that I always know that when I'm eating with you, I don't have to eat anything I don't like. It's not like we're going to go to a restaurant. We're not going to go to a very adventurous restaurant. Let's just, you know, sushi. My husband loves sushi, but we don't ever have to go eat sushi
0: because you don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. And we fake having allergies. No, well, I know so you actually do. I Yours actually is an allergy and I, I am actually allergic or have a tendency to... Right, be upset by lobster. But I just say seafood in general and fish, anything from the water. Right. And I do have a genuine
1: shellfish allergy. Yes, you do. And I like fish. Other than that, I like halibut. I don't like salmon, but I like halibut, love tilapia, love walleye. So there are fish types that I like, but I am allergic to shellfish.
0: Yes. And so you just did prove your point that Michelle is in fact a pickier eater than Suzanne. And It's why I knew we'd be good friends. Yes, I love that. So that kind of segues into what I could say about you, number four. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm ready. Are you sure? I am. (laughs) I know you are. Um, Suzanne doesn't like to share food. So if you go to a restaurant and there is a 24-ounce bone-in filet or something, and you say, well, I'm not that hungry. Do you, would you like to share that bone-in filet? Hell no. Yeah, no. No <laughs> is always the answer. No is always the answer. And then she'll get her food and eat like three or four bites, and she's done. And mm-hmm. so then, yeah, she doesn't like to share. And so never take her to a tapas restaurant either, because the small plates and that sharing yeah. concept. Speaking of Barcelona, because
1: that's all Barcelona is, is tapas. Yeah.
0: yeah, which I love, surprisingly. Right. And I know how to share. <laughs> Well, some and, things. And along with
1: that, though, because I will order a steak, I love steak, but I usually do only have a few bites of it. And I usually, even if we're traveling and I don't have a refrigerator in my room, I will get it to go. I will ask them to box it up because I never want the chef to feel bad that I didn't like the food. And it's not that I don't like it, it's just I don't want to eat it. Right. Right, no, that is true. So yeah, it makes sense that I would maybe share it with another person, but I will take
0: it to go. But then you know. don't eat it a lot of times. Well, no, because I don't like leftovers. <laughs> I, <laughs> I oh, I either, but I do eat them sometimes. Yeah. So well,
1: and back in the day, my boys would eat it. I mean, if I brought home a leftover steak, I mean, and either one of my boys would have gobbled it up. So
0: yeah, and isn't it true, like back in Alaska, when you go to the Double Muskie, you just mm-hmm. take steaks to go. Oh, absolutely, because they're so freaking good. The huge, and so out. big. Yes, to Double Muskie in Girdwood, Alaska. Yeah, Definitely. really good. Yes,
1: really good steak. Yes.
0: Okay, your turn. Uh, okay. Well, oh,
1: the little-known fact about Michelle that. It's her tattoos. I Michelle, love my tattoos. Do you have tattoos. I and, do. Yeah, I went fifty years without ever even thinking about a get tattoo, and. I met you and now I have a tattoo,
0: a little tattoo. Oh, so yeah, here we go. Blame Michelle. So her kids and her mom are all <laughs> mad at me. Yeah, no, I see yeah. where this is going. Yes. yes, but I was with you when you got your first tattoo and I probably yes. was like, let's go get tattoos. I think and I got one that day too. You did or, get one. Or the, that weekend anyway. That weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was the weekend, in all fairness, that I was turning 50, maybe a little bit of a midlife crisis. And I was like, yeah, hell, I'll do it. You know, and Vegas. in Vegas,
0: alcohol was
1: involved. <laughs>
0: and what happens in Vegas sometimes comes home on your body because I've had many tattoos in Vegas. Yeah. Like I would say I probably have 12 tattoos and they're all small and they all have meaning for me. So right. life can take away so much from me, but not the meaning behind the tattoos. So that's why I love them. My parents do not love them. And I tried to hide my first one from them. (laughs) I made the mistake of telling my sister and her husband and we were at a family dinner and all throughout that family dinner, because I got it on my ankle, uh, Jeremy was saying, hey, Michelle, is your ankle itching? Hey, Michelle, why are you walking weird? (laughs) Hey, Michelle. And finally, I'm like, yes, I got a tattoo. And I thought my mom was going to disown me Mm -hmm. and my dad. And they might have talked about it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we're still in good graces. Yes, you are. And I didn't stop getting tattoos. So. Right. And your tattoos do all have meaning. And they're small. You're right. And and my
1: tattoo has meaning too, although mine is a martini. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I started this podcast with the fact I love champagne. Right. so So tattoos. And my mom
1: discovered my tattoo. I was sitting next to her in church one Sunday and she looked down and she saw my tattoo and she ate. Actually, slapped, you know, she hit my shoulder and she
0: said, What is on your ankle in church? (laughs) So, when you talk about the story with your mom, you know, it takes me back to an adventure and this is off topic, so it'll just be quick. Right. Um, It takes me to a memory of a cruise we were on and we stopped in Turkey. (laughs) Oh, God. And Suzanne, Uh what? Excursion, did you pick to do in Turkey? Okay. In my defense,
1: I had no idea what we were getting ourselves into when I booked the Turkish bath. I was a little naive, not knowing what a Turkish bath really meant. I had visions of us sitting in a huge hot tub spa like atmosphere. I okay. Had...
0: Like you would do that with other people's germs. I'm sure. I know. <laughs>
1: I just think I was a little naive. And you did get slapped around more than anyone. There was a huge marble slab in the center of the room. First, we had to go. We we did get to wear our bathing suits, although the local people did not wear bathing suits which in and of itself was a little shocking, right. but we were able to wear our bathing suits, but we had to change into our bathing suits. We went into this public room that was 900 degrees. The humidity was ridiculous. We were crowded in there and everyone had to take turns going to the marble slab in the center. Is, is that correct? That's correct, right? That
0: is absolutely correct. And then they like beat us with a bush or something. Right, that. right. And the And then the soap, They getting and then they literally
1: flew you across the marble slab to the next person.
0: But the funny part is, I mean, here we're at this excursion. (laughs) Where did you tell your mom you went in Turkey? Oh, Ephesus, (laughs) (laughs) the home of the Ephesians. Yeah, so you didn't. Okay, you avoided getting. But I just outed you here, so you can't tell her about. Our podcast until after episode. Oh yeah, we're going way past
1: episode one before my mom. Although my mom, my mom is 85 years old and I don't think she even knows what a podcast is. So I think I'm safe. And I should say that I am a pastor's daughter. I grew up in a Lutheran household. My dad was a Lutheran pastor. He passed away about 25 years ago. But um, yeah, so we were very, very religious growing up. Yes,
0: yeah. So going to Ephesus in Turkey, you know, the home of Ephesians in the Bible. Well, I'm very sorry if I get you in trouble. That was not my intent, but it is kind of a funny story. And you brought up your mom slapping you in church. so Right, right. That's, yeah, yeah, your mind went that direction. Okay, so number five about Suzanne. Suzanne is a huge sports fan. And anybody who knows her knows she loves the Minnesota Vikings and that she loves Gonzaga Bulldogs, Oregon Ducks. Yes, all of those teams. And if you happen to be near Suzanne on a game day, run. (laughs) Run run for your life. Run for your life. Yeah, she gets a little alternate uh, personality. You do. You get mean. Right. But it's temporary. You're just just, passionate. You're just so concerned. And when we
1: talked about this yesterday in our first go around with the podcast, I thought about that after the fact because I thought, okay. And when we were in the car today, I was driving. And I'm very much like my dad that way. Yes, the Lutheran pastor that he was, he was the same way. We yelled at the TV. We yell at drivers that are in cars that can't hear us. And we have a little bit of an explosive temper, but we always do it in a situation where it really doesn't impact anyone else. Unless you're with me.
0: That is true. So a little scary, but. Well, one of the things we do as a group, like you and your husband and my husband and myself, And other people sometimes join us uh, during March Madness. We go to Vegas to watch the game. Best weekend of the year. I know. I get to shop and then come back and eat and watch a little game and then go shop. and You know me. Yeah. But anyways, uh, why don't you tell them about when the Zags played (laughs) and what your good friend, Rob, who's my husband. Well, we and we
1: had an agreement. We're in Las Vegas, Gonzaga. It was the first weekend. So, and Gonzaga was playing University of Illinois. It was a big game and University of Illinois was the underdog or they were the favorite, the crowd favorite because of the grandma. There was a grandma or something that really wanted University of Illinois to win. And Gonzaga was, I don't know if they were winning the game. It was an ugly game. And I sat through, I don't know, three or four games with Rob watching all of the basketball games he wanted to watch like games like all of his the Michigan team yeah yeah cheering on being a good sport waiting for Gonzaga Gonzaga starts and I look over in the bar Rob is sound asleep and there isn't another Gonzaga fan to be found in the whole bar so I left the bar and I was pissed at Rob because it's like okay most important game of the day and you fall asleep and I'm here by myself. I can't find another Gonzaga fan anywhere in Las Vegas. So I left and I literally went from bar to bar looking for the Gonzaga crowd. And I never did find one. And so I stood there. And University of Illinois lost that day. And I I had my own satisfaction, but I don't think I talked to Rob, your husband, for several days afterwards. I was so
0: Yeah. Oh, it might have been a little bit I, I was, see it was a little icy. Because, because Rob's concerned tape. like just so you know this about Rob because you'll at some point get to meet him not yet because he's actually probably more likable than I am so we'll save that uh for another episode but anyhow Rob can fall asleep anywhere he can fall asleep in the middle on a dime yeah yeah no it's pretty ridiculous you can say Rob go to
1: sleep and a second later he's asleep
0: yes that is that is true and the second part of that is Suzanne was so into that game that she passed up every slot machine in MGM that day. I did. I was going from bar to bar looking slot for the machines, another thing. That's an added bonus.
1: That is an added bonus because I do love slot machines. Yes, one do. of my favorite pastimes, which COVID has really stolen from me. Yes, COVID steals everything. It COVID has stolen everything. But slot machines, because slot machines are what I go find when I'm having a bad day today was a bad day. And if it weren't in the time of COVID, I'd be sitting behind a slot machine right now.
0: And if we weren't here visiting. Right. Yeah. This is good. Okay. okay. One more thing, Suzanne, about me. Make it a good one. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> They're all true. <laughs> well, you're called Princess. Yes. And yes. I, I don't know why,
1: because that happened before I met you. and But you, your nickname is Princess.
0: Yes. My husband's many years ago when we met, uh, he was a real outdoorsman. I mean, he grew up in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, doing all of that stuff, which I have absolutely no interest in. Yeah, he, he met me and I kind of shook up his life. So he has always called me princess to the point, that business associates ask him, why did her mom name her princess? (laughs) Right. And of course, Rob's response is, oh, I met her at a strip joint. I don't know her parents or something like that, which he didn't meet me at a strip joint, but he does call me princess. I do like to be in the comfort. I like. Don't you even have a princess tattoo? I do. I actually do. Yeah. I think
1: it was the first one. Was it the first one
0: you got her? It's the first one I knew that you, you maybe had
1: tattoos before that, but I remember when you got your princess tattoo.
0: Uh, Yeah, it wasn't the first one, but it was up there. It was like Mm -hmm. maybe number four. Yeah. And that's the one tattoo like I can't see because it's on my side and typically (laughs) my tattoo, but (laughs) maybe, you know, on a wild too much champagne type of weekend that might happen. So those are the interesting things that
1: I know about you. Although my, my wheels are turning because as we talk, I can think of more things, but, and Rob didn't even come up as one of my top five.
0: Right. Yeah. No, he's an identifier for sure. He's a, he's a piece of work, but in a good way, I mean that in a good way, he is, uh, everyone loves Rob, like everyone loves Raymond or (laughs) yeah. So why don't we take a minute now, um, since we have a little bit of time left and maybe talk about awkward introductions. Oh, my favorite subject. I have a few. Yeah. They're tough
1: sometimes. Okay. Well, let me start. I can. Okay. So years and years ago, when Jeff and I were first married, Jeff was working in a joint venture with a company in Florida. There was the vice president and president. So Jeff would work in Florida and then the president of the company and the vice president of the company often came to Alaska. So it was that mutual. When we're in Florida, they take us to dinner. When they're in Alaska, we take them to dinner. I was young. And um, Jim, who was the vice president, was a very gregarious man. Everybody loved him. Everyone that met him, he hugged. Even though I didn't like hugs, he was a natural hugger, loved everything about him. He loved to you know, give me that hug and kiss on the cheek when he'd see me. And John, on the other hand, who was the president, super nice man. We learned a lot from him, but he was a little stauncher, not quite as no gregarious tendencies. Okay. He, so one night we were leaving dinner. We're on the elevator. Jim gets off the elevator first. He kisses me. He hugs me. He says, have a good evening, Suzanne. And then John had to get off the elevator after Jim. And I think he felt the pressure like he had to Give me a big hug too, or kiss my cheek. So he went in for the kiss on the cheek. And as he did that, I turned my head. So he ended up kissing me smack dab on the lips. It was so awkward. It was, Uh, yeah, right. And thank God it was an elevator because it was a second and a half. He was off, the doors closed. And I, and 30 years later, I'm still remembering that awkward introduction.
0: Yes. No, that is a very awkward introduction. And yeah. like one I'd like to forget, but we never forget those moments. Okay. So tell me when of yours. Um, okay. Well, many years ago, my two stepchildren, Kyle and Jimmy, went to school in Cooper Landing, Alaska, which is a really small town. They actually only have one school. It's K through eight. They don't even have a high school there. And um, I think they had... Probably like 13 or 14 kids. Rob's ex wife had sent an invite to Rob and myself to come down and participate in a parent against child soccer game. Okay. So I'm the stepmom. So I'm just like, okay, well, I have my chair. I have my water bottle. Mm-hmm. I'll just watch. Oh, no. They weren't going to let me just watch. So they threw me out on the field and probably what a lot of people don't know about me because I am so quiet most of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm really competitive. Like I do have a competitive streak. And when you put me out there, I want to win. I either want to win or I don't want to do it at all. Like there's really no in between. So they throw me out on the soccer field against these little Mm -hmm. kids like K through eight. I get the ball. And what do you do with the ball? You kick it. So I kick the ball hard (laughs) and I knock down. Well, I actually hit her in the face with the ball and knocked down <laughs> the only kindergartner in the school. So, you know, Rob's looking at me, the parents are looking at me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Aren't we playing soccer? I didn't mean for that to happen. Well, seriously, not like five minutes later, I get the ball again, kick it. And it hits her younger sister. So who would have been
1: in like three it.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe even two. I don't even know. So I'm feeling horrible, but they won't let me come off the field. So, hey, I'm in it to win it. Right. So right. I see my my chance and I score the winning goal against my stepson. And he wasn't happy with you. No, he was ticked. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like walking around like my woo-hoo. Hands pumping, woohoo! I'm the VIP. And Rob's like, no, you're an mm-hmm. ASF, <laughs> which maybe I was. But that was yeah. kind of awkward. And that was to a whole school that I introduced myself that way. Yeah. And the
1: best part of that story is that you're still proud of yourself for scoring the winning goal. And you took out a five-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs> I, I, I did do
0: that. But you know,
1: but they won't remember that anymore. Anyway. No,
0: but they to my too young, to my credit, like after it happened, I actually was having nightmares that night that, you know, they got hurt worse than I thought. And right. So I did feel bad about it, but mm-hmm. I won. So. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Do you have another one? I have one more I can share. And this goes back, again, ancient history. I was 19 years old. I was dating Jeff. So trying to picture you at 19. uh, Yeah, it's I've evolved. Anyway, I was 19, dating Jeff, my current husband. And we went to a business party at a good friend of ours who Jeff worked for. And at that party was the president of the company he was working for. And margaritas were flowing like water. And I had a few too many. And I, I, I hit on the president of the company. I would say I, I flirted, I hit on him. I think it was really, really, really embarrassing to the point. And I, and again, alcohol involved. And at 19, there's really no um, filter. There's no, oh, it's the president. Maybe I should behave myself. No, it's just let's get really drunk and hit on my husband's boss.
0: So, was that career limiting for him? Um, Apparently not. He's done very well. Oh, I know afterwards. I just mean in that particular job. In that particular job, no.
1: Okay. I want to have a career there for probably 10 or 11 years. And although I still run into the president's wife occasionally, and she will still remind me of that night. Oh, my God. And that's like 45 years ago. It was 40 years ago. It was embarrassing. Really embarrassing. You must
0: have made a first impression like for them talking about it all these years later. I'm sure they only talk about it when they see me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You just sparked that little reminder right up there. She was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't tell any stories like that about myself. I'll keep with the school theme because, you know, I said the kids, my stepkids, K through eight, Mm -hmm. Uh, once they reached eighth grade or the older one reached eighth grade, they moved to Girdwood Mm -hmm. and Girdwood had, or after eighth grade, then Kyle would come in and go to school at South. That's what it was. But Jimmy was still in elementary school. They had a soccer team on the elementary level and uh, it was various grades. And I don't know if, well, you've seen Jimmy. Jimmy is a big kid. So as we're sitting there watching his soccer game, looking around us, you know, it's the first time I guess they've seen Rob or something, but Jimmy is the biggest kid out there. And when a kid would run into him, the kid would just fall down on the ground, you know, because he was just so big. He was like Clifford, the big red dog. Like (laughs) he was just a big kid. So um, we're sitting there and it's halftime and uh, one of the parents walks up to Rob and I and she holds out her hand and she's like, hey, I'm so-and-so's mom. And Rob's like, hey, I'm Rob, I'm Jimmy's dad. And I kid you not, she stepped back and looked at him and goes, Jimmy's dad, I thought that person would be much more imposing. You're just a little guy. And uh, yeah, that was kind of awkward because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what? Did you just say that to my husband? Like, what is wrong with you, person? Right? And no, that that's how... Uh, yeah, that was Rob's introduction to Girdwood. So nice introductions on both levels. Right,
1: right. So yeah, awkward
0: introductions. Awkward introductions.
1: Yeah. Yes. You think there's anything awkward about this introduction to our podcast? Yeah,
0: because we had to do it a second time. <laughs>
1: yeah, right, because we are we don't have the technical technology that we need. I mean, we don't understand the technology.
0: We don't understand it yet, but hopefully, just like we don't really know what we're doing other than chatting amongst mm-hmm. ourselves... Um, right. We don't really know much about podcasting either, but it's an adventure and we're going to all is. learn together. And I yeah. just hope people find us relatable and like our stories and want to hear what we have to say and relate with us because we're all in this together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And one last
1: thing, I know we have to wrap it up because we're running out of Wrap time. it up, Suzanne. I know. But my life has become, oh, this would be a good podcast episode. You think of them all the time. I think of them well, every everything I do now, it's like, ooh, this would be a great podcast episode. And it kind of reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where they talk about it's a story about nothing. And but yet we have plenty of those opportunities to create a
0: podcast. We definitely do. So thank you so much for tuning in and spending this time with us today. I promise technology will get better. And it really only can because we are working with, <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> we're working with Podigy and we have this great guy, Riley, who um, helps us out. And he has been so patient and so kind to us. He doesn't laugh at us or anything. So thank you, Riley, for your patience and for helping us. And hopefully we're not your most difficult or tech technology challenge i think we are we might be we'll never know for sure yeah because he's so he is so nice okay all right i guess until next time suzanne until next time yep cheers cheers